Welcome to Best Friend Simulator, a quality hangout in podcast form with your simulated best friends, Josh and Dennis. Hey Dennis, do you remember that thing that there's a robot and it's saying, now I hate you? Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about, Josh. You don't remember that? No. Fuck. <laughs> we have to stop the podcast because I need to figure out what that is now. Was it a toy? No. Do you hear that? Are those your cats? That's my cat. She has her baby. Do they know that we're recording a very important podcast here? It's very important that she brings her baby down the stairs. Well, it's very important that we get more than a couple listeners, and so we're not going to get it there by having your cats make a bunch of noise. Have you seen the internet, Dennis? Oh, by the way, I'm Josh. Uh, Hey, I'm Dennis. Uh, Have you seen the internet, people? And this is Best Friend Simulator. Come on, man. This is Best Friend Simulator. Come on, man. This is the big times here. And that was Michelin. Carrying her baby. I'm not giving Michelin to cut of our profits. Her baby is, I think, a little toy lobster. Every night she carries it down the stairs and goes, and it's the best. I'll take your word for it. Here now, I'll take your word for it. So you you don't remember that robot? No. So was so was a toy? I don't know what it was. (laughs) Are you sure it wasn't the man in the lion mask as using a robot voice? Man in a suit with lion head. Get it right. Or pay the price. Pay the price? What's the price? You get sent to lion hell. <laughs> now you're just making stuff up. I am. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Excuse me, I got the hiccups. I'm, I'm the creative one on the podcast. Wait a minute. I said that before. You're just stealing. You're so creative, you're stealing my lines. Wait, you said that about me? No, I, oh, you. No, I said that about myself. You said that I do all the heavy lifting and all the work, and you just show up. Yeah, but th- <sighs> that's what us creative types do. I I come with the discussions about the robots that say, "No, I hate you." Yeah, and I just say how much of an idiot. Was it an MTV thing? Maybe it was an MTV. I thing. just say how much of an idiot you are and how you should shut up. No, people love this shit. They put mustard on it and they eat it. <laughs> Little kids dream about this stuff. Make a million dollars. Was that somebody's comment about Green Day? No. Uh, that was, you're, you're conflating two separate stories. The first one was uh, uh, we were at our friend Dave's house one night having like a sleepover after our shift at Burger King. And we were playing the game Beast Wrestler on the Sega Genesis system. And our friend and coworker Eric, who's a guy that I haven't seen in a very, very long time, woke up. And looked at the game and said, little kids dream of this shit and make a million dollars and then went back to sleep. Makes a lot of sense. You are thinking of some old guy that worked at a record store. Oh, yeah. With a guy that that we also worked at the radio station with when we were Uh in college. And he was talking about Green Day. And he got all mad and said, Green Day? Little kids listen to that shit. Oh. Little kids. What's up with old dudes? I don't know. We're old now. Ourselves. So, I got to... There's a thing that... That has happened a few times with old dudes in my life that I come across, where uh, they're singing a popular song, but they don't really know how it goes. 
Uh, so I know one of your favorite stories is the guy who was, uh, so I don't know where I was, but the guy was, it was the diner in old city. Oh, that's right. I remember that was the night. Okay. That was the night that a bunch of different things happened. I went to this diner that's not there anymore by myself. Cause I was going to go to the movies by myself to see children of men. Okay. Sounds like a fun time. Uh huh. I ran into my friends there who were on a date and they invited me to hang with them which was odd not odd it was very nice of them but i felt bad so anyway at the diner when i was there by myself this woman was trying to lend me so a, a man came in and sold and was selling the waitress uh some bootleg movies and then the waitress was trying to lend some to me uh, and I, what did she say? Oh, she, oh, it was that fucking Mel Gibson movie about like the Native American tribe, the man with no face. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. What was that movie? All oh, that's gonna ruin it because she couldn't say the name of the movie, and I had to say it a couple times. <laughs> Do we have time for uh, research? <laughs> okay, go ahead. So it was the the movie is called Apocalypto. Oh, okay. And she was like, "Oh, I just got this one movie. It's called Ap- Appa Appa. It's that Mel Gibson movie. Appa Appa. I was like Apocalypto. And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to borrow it? It's that Appa Appa. I was like Apocalypto. She's like, "Yeah. I was like, "No, it's okay. Thank you very much. Though. I appreciate you offering. And there was so there was a guy. I guess he was like the owner, and he was singing along to the Eagles. Take it easy. Now, I don't know, you know, if you're familiar with that song. I know you're familiar with that song, but if our, if our, if our, uh, um, the best friend maniacs are familiar with the song. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll drop in a little. Yeah. I would appreciate that. Section of it here. Listen to it here. Take it easy. Take it easy. Great. There you have it. (laughs) Uh, so this guy was singing, take it easy. Which is not how the song goes at all, and I just... Not at all. That's been just burned in my brain for the last <laughs> ten years. Uh, so anyway, Saturday, I was uh, getting my car worked on, and um, the dude uh, who was like, I don't know, waiting waiting on me? No, I don't know. He was just like give it, taking my information and stuff. He was singing along to uh, Don't Worry, Be Happy, and he was just going, do, 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 be happy. It was, I almost laughed in his face, but I didn't because he was a nice man. And he was responsible for repairing. He was responsible for fixing my car. He could have easily tacked on an extra $100. Right. Do, 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 be happy. Was Was he singing along to it? Or was this just he was trying to sing the song? Oh, no, no. It was on the radio. Okay. So he was trying to sing to the the do, 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 do part, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he just missed a bunch of the doo-doos and then just and then just saying be happy that's not really how the song goes everybody's a little close but not there yeah what do you think causes this an older gentleman um it's a couple of things first of all older dudes or just people in general don't have rhythm okay and they don't understand like timing when it comes to music uh, I think you mix that with a bunch of I don't give a shit. This is true. 
and people love public singing. Oh, God, they really do. Uh, whistling. Whistling. Older dudes love fucking whistling along. See, I like whistling. Not like, it, you know, to myself. Like, I always do it. My neighbor noticed I always do it when I walk in the house because the our apartment building has a very nice acoustics. Okay. Yeah. I don't, like, walk around town whistling. Like, in a public space? Just come in and whistle along to a song. Don't do that, fucker. Keep mm. your mouth shut. I get. I hate it when like people are walking down the street and like singing out loud. It makes me crazy. Yeah, not a fan. It's usually like theater students and stuff. Yeah. Take it easy. Do I, do do be happy. <laughs> I think I'm gonna merge the two because I ever since you told me that story years back, it's been in my head. Constantly, like Jamie and I sing it constantly, and so maybe maybe I'll append do 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 be happy. Hold on, wait. To the end of it doesn't Sal have a story about ride the lightning? Oh my god, he does. Oh, but we'll that. Have to, we'll, let's put a pin in this, and we'll have him tell us when he's on the show. Well, he's never going to be on the show. He's going to be on the show. He We're going to make him be on the show. He doesn't even listen to it. He told me he listened to a couple episodes. Josh, sit down. Sal wouldn't lie to me. Sit down for a minute. Sal wouldn't lie to me. You, What's the next topic? Are you sitting down? What's the next topic? I just want to talk to you about something. Our friends don't listen to this. They do. Not Sal. Some do. Maybe Jim does. Jim does. Jim was telling us, telling me about a gentleman we know. Not You don't know him, but he and I do. And he, Jim was actually hyping up our podcast to him. And he was like, well, I don't, you know, I just, just a rule. I, I, I don't listen to friends' podcasts. I know a lot of comedians. I don't listen to friends' podcasts. This is what this, this gentleman said. And I, I was telling Jim, I was like, you should have, you should have explained to him that he and I aren't really friends. <laughs> I like the guy very much, but we're, you know, we're not hanging out like at bars and shit. Should we take and that out, you, just in case? I mean, he he, but he could help us with our career, though. He does know comedians. Well, I, I say leave it in, and this is a personal message to him. Don't listen to our podcast. You don't know me. I don't care. But that said, um, I I would like to just send out a little something to everybody. Uh, we are very thankful for the listeners that we have. Very thankful. If you do enjoy this podcast, which I think there are some people who continually listen to it. Please spread the word. Tell your friends. Uh, if you could leave us some ratings on iTunes yeah, where, or anywhere where you listen to this. Wherever you listen to it. From what I understand, that helps. I, I think we have a very weird niche little thing here. So it, it's hard to kind of advertise that, I mm-hmm. think. So I, I think word of mouth is probably the only way this is going to work. So if you're a weirdo who likes this, tell your other weirdo friends that about this weirdo podcast. A couple of guys who... Have a hard time speaking. We would appreciate just it. Just talking. <laughs> yeah, we would appreciate it very much. And we appreciate the people who have left reviews so far. Everybody who listens and downloads. I think we might have some listeners that we don't know, Dennis. Yeah. You know what? You know what? I can honestly say? I think we're blessed. Hashtag blessed. That's what the cleric in my D&D campaign does all the time when she uses the blessed spell. She makes a hashtag... Yeah, she says, you guys are hashtag blessed. <laughs> you also realize you were just making a hand gesture at me, and this is, again, for maybe the 20th time, if I have to explain to you, an audio podcast. Well, no, I was saying she says hashtag blessed. You didn't say that. Hi, Jenny. I think Jenny listens. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Did I meet her? She's a good-ass cleric. We played, we played a yes. game together, right? That was years ago. Yeah. 
you know, I get excited about weird things. So, as you know, I mean, I hope you know, but I'm like two less than two weeks away from 40, which is, mm-hmm. as we all know, disgusting. Are you saying you, you get disgusting when you're 40? I mean, it's gross to get that old. It's true. I'm just saying what we all know. No, trust me. Mm. I can tell you some things about my 40-year-old butthole that'll make your eyes bleed. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening this far. I think that was... I think I think you just gave me the safe word to end the <laughs> podcast, so I'm going to pull the plug. Yeah, it's like, you know, when, when they do like a trial run of television series, they give them 13 episodes. So we got 13 episodes oh, yeah. of this. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. We did it. We're, gonna, we're calling it close here. <sighs> so I do not want to talk about your butthole. That's fine. And that might not have been the first time I've said that to you? Definitely Fantastic. not. In, on the podcast, definitely not. Uh, in person, you've said it to me many, many Fantastic. times. Fantastic. So as I get older, you know, I had this whole thing where I started to really pay attention to the smaller things in my life. I get excited about things. You know, I get like, oh, that's nice. I'm nice little things, right? But now I just get excited about really boring, mundane shit. Like um, the other day, so... After be happy, he the guy gave me a, a. It was like at the dealership because I had to get some recall thing done again. I'm gonna be forty in two weeks. This is what we talk about. So he gave me a a free car wash ticket. Oh, yeah, Doug, that's pretty exciting yeah. though. So then I got to give the man my ticket, and then I got to go through the automatic car wash. Now, that's pretty You know exciting. what I'm saying? Okay, hold up, hold up. I'm going to say something here, and it could break one of two ways. I think car washes are exciting and always have been. Like, when I was Dude. 20, I was excited to either go to the automatic one or just to go to, like, the manual one where I'm doing it myself. Dude. I- so, that means, A, that's not boring, so you don't have to worry about it, or B, we've always been boring. Uh, I think we've always been boring. This is probably true. I, think I just lift- licked my lips real loud. I'm really sorry. We're still trying to figure this shit out. I'm pretty excited because my job just ordered knit caps for us. Yo. That are going to have the logo embroidered on them. That's nice. Of my, my place of work. I'm excited about did that. We, I keep waiting for did it. Did we talk about on the podcast that uh, that my dream job... No, maybe maybe I didn't. My dream job would have a uh, uniform. Okay. Is that weird? I don't think so. Is it so you don't have to think about what you wear? Yeah, totally. I will say this. I wear the same thing every day to work, and I'm I love it. I don't have to think about it. I wear the same pair of fucked up Carhartts and a fucked up sweater. Yeah, Good I had to go. I had a job once where I had a I had I wear like the embroidered uh, polo. Oh, it was fantastic! I loved it. it was so nice. Anyway, but anyway, I'm sitting in the uh, the goddamn automatic car wash. I was just fucking happy as a pig and shit because I'm used to using the one that's in South Philly. That's kind of shitty. So like it get it you could see like a little bit of soap squirts out and the air blower blows like this side of the car but not this side but this mm-hmm. one was uh mm, everything was working out huh so it was like that that one in South Philly on Broad Street uh-huh. is that the one you're talking yep, about mm-hmm. that one all like the soap and car wax and shit they would wash it right into the street so I've definitely like almost slipped on my bike there because the the street is all slippery because of it. Well, I worked right behind there for a while, and in the winter, that shit gets crazy. It gets very treacherous because it's yeah. a soapy sidewalk, and then it's icy. It's a bad mix. I don't know how they okay. haven't had more like uh, lawsuits. 
They take no responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, this one was a high-tech automatic car wash where all the shit was working right. It was very nice. I was very excited. Little, it was little things. You know what I'm saying? Did, did you pretend that you were, like, traveling to another world? Always. I mean, always in the automatic car wash. It's not, like, constantly all day long. Yeah. It's like an adventure. It's all dark, and then there's, like, shit squirting out at you, but you're, like, in your thing. I guess I shouldn't say that. Like, shit squirting out at me is, like, a, an adventure. <laughs> uh, like Dookie. Yeah. Stop talking about your butthole, please. But, uh, you know, and then this the tentacles, and then the... Oh, it's very exciting. I think it just reminds me of when I was a little kid, and I thought it was, like, super fun. It's like that ride that used to come to the carnival in town that was, like, a spaceship. It was, like, a knockoff Captain EO mm. thing. Makes me think of that. The thing where you have to, like, hold on to the sides? No. I think it was just, like, a big box that you sit in and they project some kind of like shitty um, film or something and it like makes it jump around and shit like, oh, no, yeah. no, these aliens are throwing rocks at our ship and it starts like banging around and stuff i don't know if i've ever been on one of those at a carnival but i know what you're talking about well you gotta try it buddy <laughs> you simply have you never been you, you'd love it you simply must you simply must go uh you know what i get excited about the murder accountability database have you seen this no Ah, so cool. It's definitely weird, right? Uh, Weird is relative. This is uh, a website using an algorithm made by a retired investigative journalist, and it takes FBI homicide data going back years and years and years and collates it, and it can create clusters to find potential serial killer activity. I lost so many hours just messing around with it, changing the parameters and trying to find serial killers. And were you successful? I didn't find anything. I've looked everywhere I've lived and didn't really see anything. I, I was, uh, I shouldn't say I was disappointed. Yeah, please. I didn't see a lot of serial killer activity recently in Seattle. And one of the selling points that Jamie gave me for moving here was that uh, the Northwest is one of the serial killer capitals of the country, which historically it has been. <sighs> We gotta talk. Wait, should we step aside here? Uh, yeah. Have a chat? Come over okay, here. Okay, everybody, uh, we'll, we'll be right back, everybody. Yeah. Uh, you know, you haven't gotten over this thing yet? Like, serial killer obsession? It's pretty cool. I mean, it's it's pretty weird. It's, it's weird, but, you know, I'm fascinated by it. Yeah, I guess. Why'd they do that shit? I don't know. Yeah, you know, that's the thing I'm interested in. It's fascinating. Why don't you start, like, uh, why don't you become, like, an FBI profiler? Nah, it's too much work. I was just watching the first 30 minutes of that Mindhunter. That was real boring, so I hope the job's a lot more fun. That show's pretty good, actually. Get, you gotta get past the first episode. Once you get past that, it gets better. Yeah, he, I didn't. I don't care who he's dating. I just want to see, like, some, like, psychology shit. The guy who plays the, the killer, Ed Kemper, on that show is phenomenal. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Spoiler alert, huh? It's, it's not a spoiler alert. Ed Kemper is a well-known serial killer, and there's nothing spoilery about it. So I recommend that. It's good. I didn't get to that part yet, so it's definitely a spoiler. But also check out Murder Dadder... Murder Dadder... Oh, you're... Murder Dadder... Oh, you wanted us to check out your new Psycho Billy... Your new Psycho Billy band, Murder Daddy? Murder... Ew. No, I think Murder Daddy might be a serial killer. No. 
He's from the late 70s. Did he name himself? Yeah, he had a big mustache. <laughs> I'm your murder daddy. Be happy and get murdered. <laughs> uh, that, that website is murderdata.org. Uh, you guys should check it out if you're interested in things like that at all. It's just really interesting to look at trends and certain crimes and stuff. It's just fascinating if you're into that stuff. So check it out folks side question do you think cherry pop and daddies is the worst band name ever to the point of they probably should be arrested it's a toss-up between that or allergic to whores <sighs> yeah but okay let's just like totally de uh, uh qualify nope dequalify nope disqualify <sighs> I did it. Let's go ahead. Can you cut that whole part out where I couldn't think of a very common everyday English word? Oh, I definitely will. Don't worry. Oh, about thank it. you. Uh, let's go ahead and just qualify allergic to horse since they were not a popular band. Okay. Like they're they like a cross punk band or something. Yeah. But there's definitely people that we've known in our life that definitely have the cherry pop and daddies CD. Yeah. And I'm only saying the, because like, People only own the, that one record with Zoot Suit Ride on it, you know, in the swing era. Yeah. And they're they're not like a Squirrel Nut Zippers where you could really get into their whole catalog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not just that in the Afterlife song. It's so much more. Yeah, there's that other song. Do, 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 be happy. <laughs> I'm glad I could add to your story database. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm really going to enjoy singing that for the rest of my life. Just for the record, it probably wasn't be happy, but it just reminded me of take it easy that I think that's how I translated it in my brain. But it was pretty. He definitely said, do, do, do be happy. <laughs> <laughs> he had a mustache. Do you think he was murder daddy? No, he is mustache daddy. Well, no, murder daddy had mustache. No, his he said his name was mustache daddy. Hmm. It was on his business card. He's probably switching things up a little bit. What? He's, he's crafty. That's why he hasn't been appreh- apprehended yet. So you think the guy who works at the dealership where I got my car taken care of is a serial killer who now Who's... goes by Mustache Daddy instead of Murder Daddy? Yeah, he's been at large for 40 years. Hey, you know, I've been thinking. Hi, I'm Mustache Daddy. You know, I've been thinking. Uh... Uh, I think maybe Murder Daddy is a little too straightforward, don't you think? Oh, am I? Oh, no. Hold on. Who am I in this? No, as a serial killer, I'm probably talking to myself in the mirror. Hey, Daddy, uh, you know, uh, I think Murder Daddy is a little too straightforward. Let's bring bring him in with something, and then we can kill them more easily. We'll call ourselves ourselves Mustache Daddy. Yeah, (laughs) get the mustache. (laughs) What the fuck is that? That's his, his his dark side that talks to him through the mirror. Oh, man. Yeah, get that fucking mustache. So Put the mustache on your balls. <laughs> what is wrong with you? That's what the dark side says, man. His own mustache on his own balls? Look, Dennis, you got to really get in there. <laughs> Get in their heads. No, I don't have to get know? in. You gotta get deep in there to I don't, get them. I don't have to get in anywhere. You do. There yeah, is... get in there. Put that mustache on the ball. <laughs> no, stop it. We want people... No, you're the mustache daddy. <laughs> we want people to listen to this podcast, and they're not going to if you say butthole and balls over and over again. I beg to differ. Those two are cornerstones of any smart person's 
comedy. No, I smart persons. <laughs> what is your favorite smart persons comedy? Uh, Frasier. Mm, so in that episode of Frasier, where Fra- oh the classic episode, the the balls and buttholes yeah, episode. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Nigel. Uh, your balls are hanging out of your pants. It's this is me, Frasier. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. First of all, wait a second. And then that dog comes no. and fucking bites off his butthole. No, hold on. Yeah. The There's a couple things wrong off. wrong there. They had a whole arc. That was a cliffhanger, and they had a whole arc the next season where he was, met a nurse at the hospital who had to sew a new butthole into him. Why does Frasier sound like a cartoon, like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon character? Hey, you not And it's Niles, not Nigel. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, I'm totally 100% sure. And also, you can't bite off someone's butthole. It's a hole. I know. That was what made the 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 humor so subtle and great, was that it was very surreal. Like, you can't... Everybody was like, you can't bite off somebody's butthole. Who was... But they did on, it. They went stop. for it. Who was everybody in this episode uh, of Frasier? I mean, I'm talking about the viewers and the critics. The critics really liked it. Which critic? Uh, Ralph TV boy. Okay, so, you know, this is a good segue, or reverse segue. Last week, I told you you had to come up with a list of characters because you have a really hard time coming up with names. No, I don't. (laughs) I I put a lot of work into it, Dennis. I I, I thought about it. Beg to differ. I didn't just think about it when you texted me. So you... let's let's get yeah here. Look, I have some notes right here. Oh geez, not this again. This is a good bit. Wait, okay, hold on. We talked about how people shouldn't send us notes all folded up, and yet that's exactly how you keep your notes. Like, ew, this got dirty. I spilled some coffee on it or something. I thought you meant there's a whole bunch of butthole talk on it. No. So anyway. Let's go back. The, okay. The critic's name was Ralph TV Boy. Yeah. Is he a critic on uh, tvboy.com.org? No, they didn't have the internet back then. When he Frasier was, t- was on? Yeah. Yes, they did. TV Boy Guide. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Okay, ask. Since you moved away, did yes. you fall on your head again? No. Uh, you hesitated. I did hit my head really hard on the bookshelf yesterday. Mm, I'll take that. How much have you been reading about serial killers? Not a lot. Compared to? I have been doing a bunch of reading on this week's topic for Josh's disturbing disappearances. You know, you don't have to make it difficult every time we do this. Yeah, I do. I want it custom, customized to each topic that I'm discovering. Discovering? Talking about. I think we need an editor to tell us words on the fly. We probably do. Or a producer. Or, have you thought about how we started a podcast and can't even talk? I've thought about how we started a podcast because we thought we were funny, which is probably, like, the worst reason to start uh, anything funny. I will say this. When each episode comes out, I listen to it at work. And I laugh pretty hard, so at least 
Yeah, again. Somebody thinks it's funny. <laughs> again, we yeah, somebody, there's at least two people that find this funny. Jamie likes it. <laughs> the person who lives with you, who has to listen to you all the time? Jim likes it. Yeah, that's, that is true. Jim does like Hi, it. Hi, Jim. Hey, Jim. Hi, Jamie. Hey, Jamie. Hi, Josh in the future. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Do you think when you listen to this in the future, you're going to perk up because you said hi to yourself and you forgot that you said hi to yourself? Oh, 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 I'm pretty nice to myself. Oh, you never thought you'd hear a Josh character. Is that Josh with two J's? I'm Josh. No, one of the J's is silent, though. I'm Josh. (laughs) I'm going to read this TV boy guide. So I wanted to talk to you oh, about that's right. We're getting serious. something this week. I'm going to suddenly step aside from my, my list. We'll have to come back to that later. It's too good. And we're, we're running low on time. Oh, your so. list of characters? Yeah, yeah we'll come back to definitely that. definitely didn't write. Okay, just It's go, right go here, Dennis. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm done with this. Uh, I wanted to talk about a topic that I've been very fascinated by uh, within this past year. Mysterious disappearances in national forests. In America, but also elsewhere, outside of it. Just national forests or national parks as well? National parks, uh, yeah. I guess, yeah, national parks probably is better to cover it. Uh, So this is a thing, I forget where I discovered this. Probably just fucking around on YouTube or something, just clicking links. So this is kind of spearheaded by a guy named Dave Politis, who has been working on this for... A while now. I think he started it in like 2011, maybe 2010. Uh, And he's been doing a lot of research on these cases and collecting information and finding stuff. And he claims that there are a lot of startling similarities about these disappearances that needs to be more attention. It needs to have more attention drawn to them. Okay. And one of the things that's really interesting and, and one of the things I... We'll get into the discussion of this at the tail end, like my own personal thoughts on this thing. Uh, but one of the things that is kind of interesting is that he went to the National Park Services specifically asking them for lists of missing people that are lost in national parks and was told that they don't keep lists like that, uh, which is kind of strange. He points out that they keep lists of things like movies that are filmed in national parks in the United States, uh, you know, all, all kinds of weird small things, but they don't list that. And he hmm. claims that they have been very, not very forthcoming with information. And Politis uh, uses a lot of the Freedom of Information Act to get access to missing persons cases and whatnot from the federal government and always runs into problems. I think initially he was he was told by... National Park Service is that to compile such a list for Yosemite alone would cost probably about $34,000. For them to compile a list like that for all 383 national parks, it would cost close to $1.4 million. He claims that he ran into information or ran into problems because he was trying to get information. And you can waive fees for Freedom of Information Act if you are a published author, which he is. And I'll talk about that in a little while. But Mm. Uh, he claimed that they came back to him and said, you know, we looked you up and you're not in, the, in enough libraries for us to consider you a published author, which is not a part of their of the official wording 
of it. He said that's just their policy. Hmm. Um, Politis has written a couple of books on Bigfoot. Ah. So, yeah, basically he has been collecting a shit ton of cases. And he, he is doing, I, I'll say he's been doing a lot of work on this. Everything he documents is a real case. Mm-hmm. These These are all verified. They're all backed up. Meaning, when you say real, you mean not paranormal, not like... Right, right. These are all missing persons cases. These are all legit that you can track, you can find, uh, you know, like you can just Google a bunch of things at any of the cases and find some information out there that they exist. They're real things. You can find news articles and stuff. And he presents the facts in the case. I The numbers that I heard is he has probably about 1,100 cases that he's covered so far. Um, other people think that the number starts at 1600 and goes a lot higher. And these are cases that fit this profile that he's talking about. He's written uh, seven books so far called Missing 411. And they, they detail these. Uh, I actually decided to cover this right now because I just got the Missing 411 Western United States and Canada book Jeez. from my from my library. Okay. I requested it back in like July, I think. And it finally just came to me because there's such a long wait on it and because these books are kind of hard to get which is another thing i'll talk about a little bit later so basically politis says that there are numerous strange factors linking all these cases together first off he says that there are clusters he he's identified 59 clusters of disappearances uh and by his definition a cluster is an area containing three or more cases within a set mileage kind mm-hmm. of okay some of the most notable clusters that he's pointed out are crater lake in oregon uh grand canyon rocky mountain yellowstone and yosemite national parks also he has pointed out that pennsylvania the entire state itself is almost like a cluster for missing children hmm. so in national parks or in parks i think national parks it might go beyond that even i didn't get that and some of the information is kind of hard to get because you need to get all the books to read it. Oh. So there's only partial information for things outside of that. But I've read several times that there's a lot of cases in Pennsylvania. Hmm. Quick question. So I yeah. don't know if this is part of your research, but how does this compare to like um, the greater number of missing cases? Like, is it like a higher percentage of people are missing in national parks as compared to like other places or outside of national parks or whatever i'm not a hundred percent sure about that and politis claims that he filters the information that he gets like he takes all of these missing persons cases and counts out certain things like if it's clearly the case of animal predation if it's clearly a case of this person having some kind of mental illness before they disappeared Mm. and he says that they disqualify him and these are the cases that are left that are mysterious and have something going on beneath that gotcha some of the things tying these cases together are people go missing or bodies are found in boulder fields or near granite Uh, one of the common occurrences is these people go missing near large bodies of water another one is they're found either alive or deceased very far from their first location often at higher elevations and very rugged terrain uh, and there's a lot of cases where there are like children who are three years old who are found way up on a, a mountainside or, or, you know, like are cases where 
there was one case where like I think a three or four year old kid was found 12 hours later and he had covered 19 miles in the winter time or something and so that that those are some of the factors uh, one of the things Politis points out a lot that's really weird to me is that a lot of these cases have to do with berries being in the area either the people were picking berries or they're found near berry bushes hmm. so some of the factors tying in victims are you have sometimes people who are disabled in some way there have been numerous cases of people with autism disappearing and you have people who are very smart as well uh, he said that there are like a number of like physicists who have disappeared in national parks another one of the really weird things that he keeps talking about is that people of german descent tend to go missing Mm. a lot. I have some cynical interpretations of these two, but I'll I'll get to that later. German being one of the largest ethnicities of white folks in America. Right, right. A a quarter of of white people have some kind of German descent. Especially in the middle Um, middle of the country where a lot of national parks are. There are certain themes to these clusters. For instance, in one cluster in particular, a lot of children go missing. Uh, And another one is a lot of men that go missing. Another factor with the victims is that subjects are often found missing clothing or they just find shed clothing with no subjects around uh, without any signs of animal attack or anything. There's a couple of cases, one of which I will talk about in a little while, about a little boy who went missing and his pants were found inside out laying on the ground in this park. Hmm. Sometimes subjects come back with no memory of what happened to them while they were gone. A lot of these disappearances happen in close proximity to other people. They're walking down a trail and turn around and just somebody's gone. And then on top of that, you have a lot of weird environmental stuff happening. These disappearances happen and then immediately afterwards followed by some kind of inclement weather, intense snowstorms or rainstorms or mist or something like that, that messes with the the search effort. Canines are brought in, cadaver dogs and stuff to look for missing people or bodies, as, as the case may be. And the dogs, according to Politis, seem to not do their job properly. Like, they'll go and then just sit down and act weird, hmm. act kind of frightened. In a lot of these cases, there's not any physical evidence found. Like, the person just seems to have vanished off the face of the earth. They don't find tracks. They don't find any evidence that they were there. And one of the other common factors is that the bodies are later found in areas that were previously searched. Politis points to one case where the search and rescue team walked down this one trail over the course of a few weeks on their searches, and then they happened to find this body laid out on a log right next to the the area. Creepy. At some point. Yeah, it's all very creepy. And the interesting thing about this is that Politis doesn't speculate about what it is hmm. he 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 doesn't say he hints I, I feel like he gives the idea that he's not arguing that this is yeah there's like serial killers out there doing this right he he thinks that there's something paranormal happening but he never says anything about that hmm. which is is one of his the interesting angles that he has here and i think that's one of the things that i found very captivating about it initially was that he's just kind of hinting at stuff and not going full on, yeah, these are, you know, Bigfoot or Mm. demons or something. A lot of people think that he thinks that it's Bigfoot because he actually did research on Bigfoot prior to this. Right. But he doesn't. So yeah, this whole thing started, uh, Politis was initially doing some research at a national park for something. 
years back and was asking a lot of questions at, at this one park in particular. And then he was approached by an off-duty ranger afterwards who came to him and said that there were a lot of disappearances in parks across the country and the park service was intentionally keeping them hushed. And yeah, so there, there, he hints that there's something sinister going on. A more grounded explanation would just be that, yeah, people go missing and they don't want to publicize it because that's bad press. You know, like like in Jaws, how the mayor didn't want right, totally. everybody finding out that sharks were attacking because it would hurt tourism. And national parks as it stands are definitely underfunded, especially in this administration. Am I right? Yeah. Huh? Good one, dude. Topical. Hot take. So, you know, they, they didn't want to be worried. So that that's, you know, a more mundane explanation. Of course, the internet has a million different things ranging from the government's working with aliens and using national parks as a place to collect specimens and whatnot. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so Politis, his seven books cover the Western United States and Canada the Eastern United States, uh, North America, and beyond. Uh, another book called The Devils in the Detail. Did another book called Hunters. Another book called A Sobering Coincidence, which is interesting, and I'll talk about that one in a sec. And his newest one is Off the Grid, which I think has a lot of firsthand documents, if I'm not mistaken, from collected from Law Enforcement and Freedom of, of Information Act. A Sobering Coincidence is interesting because he starts talking about disappearances in urban environments. Hmm. And there's some cross-pollination of that with the work i don't have the names written down right in front of me but there has been a retired police detective i think it might be a duo of retired police detectives who have been collating information of what they suspect is the work of a serial killer striking across the country and has been for a while who's targeting young men who die or drown in bodies of water and their conclusion is that this is something known as the smiley face killer uh, because they claim that there are smiley faces found in the, at a lot of the scenes of the crimes. Mm. But also a lot of people think that that's not the case. And this is all just kind of, they're collating data, but it's just they're fine of cherry picking. They're cherry picking stuff. But Politis steps into that territory. And apparently that book was all about urban disappearances near water. Water being one of the common factors in a lot of his national parks disappearances. And you're uh, saying... So you're saying that the yeah. that he has taken out the animal attack, so that's not what the water or the berries can be explained by. That's what he claims, yeah. He claims that his cases are very clearly not the cause of animal attacks. Okay. But I kind of think, and this is the thing I'll talk about a little bit towards the end more, but I think he might be massaging facts and kind of twisting things sometimes mm -hmm. because there are some cases where it clearly looks like oh yeah dog this was definitely a little kid getting eaten by a mountain lion right right right. but i think he's selectively reading and stuff well he's trying to make seven books out of it and he's definitely making a living off of doing this which i have some cynical interpretations of myself so yeah looking at my notes here it looks like i have a little bit more to say about this so I think we're going to make this one a two-parter uh, and come back next week to talk about it. But there's definitely, we can get into more detail on some of these cases because there, there, he definitely presents some very interesting information, some really weird shit, some of the stuff that some of these people have come across. So I think we'll definitely have to, to cover that one next week because this is a, a, a rich vein. Ooh, this looks, I'm, I'm pretty excited for this. Yeah, it should be fun. This is... 
I I I'm I approach it skeptically, but that that little simulated part of me that I talked about in an earlier episode loves this stuff and runs away with it. <laughs> so I'll give you my thoughts as a rational human being and simulated wingnut Josh has a theory too. So we'll get to that. All right. Yeah. Well, Josh, until then, take it easy. Um, I think that's all the time we have for this call, Dennis. Bye. I'm going to, I'm going to go to the national parks and disappear forever. Oh, so I don't have to keep doing this podcast with you. Hey, I'll miss you. No, you won't. Bye. Be happy. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Best Friend Simulator. Send us an email at joshanddennis at gmail.com. That's Dennis with one N. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best Friend Simulator. And thanks to Alan for the theme music. Listen to his podcast, Werewolf Ambulance, and Marveling at Marvel's Marvels. Also, thanks to Justin for the artwork. See more of his stuff at burntobuild.com. That's all the time we have for this outro. Bye. Bye.